During the college search, it can be incredibly tempting to jump in and do things for your student. They're busy with school, extracurricular activities, work, spending time with friends and family. We know that you have their best interest at heart with helping, and that is understandable. It can also be easier to do it yourself rather than feeling like you're pulling teeth to get things done that it's causing an argument for something to get completed, or that you just want to have that one additional backup school just in case. Today, I'm going to discuss several reasons why you should work with your students and empower them to complete the work rather than doing it all for them. Hey there, I'm Courtney and I'm the founder of Confused to College Ready. With over 15 years experience as a mental health therapist turned school counselor, I am bringing my experience and expertise to help you navigate the college search experience. My goal is to serve students and their families and unlock the secrets to college searching. Stay tuned. All right, let's get started. So what I want to start with is um, if this podcast has been helpful to you, I would absolutely love if you would leave us a review. Um, that just helps other people be able to find the podcast and it helps them to um, the podcast to rank higher and someone else to find it and have additional support just the same way that you are. The other thing that I want to remind you of is that we have some one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions that are available for you if you would like to jump in and we can go into more detail as we talk through a lot of these pieces. So let's get started with looking at how do we empower our students in the college search. So the definition of empower from Merriam-Webster is to enable or to promote the self-actualization or influence of something. So when we look at enabling someone, we want in, in relation to the college search, we want to enable your student to be able to do things themselves. And sometimes that can be a really hard thing to do because like I said before the intro, is that sometimes it's an argument. Sometimes our students are not jumping in and doing every possible thing that they could. Or if you're the student, you're not doing everything that you possibly can. Um, because I know that some of the students do listen to these episodes as well. So we want to empower our students to be able to go in, enabling them to have the conversations to take the steps and to navigate some of these stressors that are happening in their senior year to be able to help them get to a point where they're ready to tackle things that will be even more challenging when they get into the, their first year of college. So in many of our previous episodes, we've talked about different systems, how to organize. All of these are going to be linked below in our show notes as well. But we've talked about how to organize um, everything for your college search. We've talked about how to track your application. We've talked about what to look for in a college. You know, we're on episode 14 right now. And so all 13 episodes have been geared to help you. And what I want to talk about is looking at the specifics of what our students should be doing and how we're going to empower them. So the first thing that I want to look at is and talk through is 
who's going to talk to the parent versus who's going to be able to talk to the student. So when a student is in high school, there is a legal, you know, parents are legally responsible for them. And so the school is talking to them prior to the student turning 18. Doctor's offices are going to be talking to you. Once a student is taking a college-level course, whether that be something that is considered a dual-credit class before the student graduates or turns 18, that college is only going to communicate with the parent. They are not going to be talking with the student. So this is something that's really important for parents to be aware of, and it's something that's important for our students to know so that we can prepare them to have those conversations when they don't feel comfortable doing that. The number of times that a student says, I don't want to call. I don't know how to do it. I will never forget that I was with my family. Um, My sister had just graduated from college and she had handled things on her own. But when it came time for us to, um, I'm sorry, she had just graduated from high school. When it came time for us to order her meal, Um, We were going to order takeout food, and she called the place, and as soon as they picked up, she threw the phone in my lap, and she ran away. And so the person on the other line that had picked up and was waiting to take our orders going, hello, hello. And so I quickly picked the phone up and took it. Um, She now has done a beautiful job of transitioning, and she... um, she handles things amazingly well, but that was one of those things where the anxiety and the overwhelm of what do I say to people and how do I do this? And um, we still look back on that memory and have quite a bit of laughter about that because um, in, in a good way that it was something where um, she continued to grow and learn. Um, so when your student is in high school, Different people are going to talk to them, but once you get to a point where you are in college, then they're going to want to, the admissions office, financial aid, it doesn't matter, they're going to want to talk to the student. So one of the things that I also want um, our families to be very aware of is having a conversation before your student gets to college so that you can say, okay, what are the expectations? If mom and dad are helping to pay, or if they're not... The expectation is that you that parents are aware of grades, that parents are aware of other things, um, and what is it that parents need to know about ahead of times and having that clear boundary of we will expect to know what your grades are at XYZ time so that the student knows and just setting that clear boundary ahead of time um, as the colleges won't talk to parents. The other thing is, so I told the story about my sister when she threw the phone. Um, As you start having conversations with admissions officers or looking into different things, it can be so important for our students to learn the valuable lesson of what do I say? And if I don't know what to say, is this something that I can practice ahead of time? That's something that we can do with one-on-one coaching and a little teaser. We will be having some upcoming courses later on this spring that our students can actually register for, and there will be coaching with that. Um, But we will talk about the specifics of how do I have conversations, how do I ask questions, and how do I know what to say and be confident and sound sure of myself. Um, Some of the families that I have worked with in the past, they actually have, um, they have made some pretty major mistakes. And so I want to warn you about this as you are looking at 
um, making any kind of applications to college so that you don't make these same mistakes. So one of them is when a parent ended up that they were working on an application for their student, they ended up putting in the parent's name and ended up putting in a lot of the parent's information. And so it looked like the parent was applying to the college. The other thing that happens is when a parent is helping, and it's, let me be very clear that I'm not saying that parents shouldn't help their student by any means, but I want the parents to help their student be empowered to have some of these conversations on their own. And it there can absolutely be support and continuing to reach out and that kind of thing. But I want our students to really be aware and prepared and to empower you as a family to have discussions about what's going to happen next. Um, but we had a student who used the wrong email address. And so the parent was emailing, entered their email address when they completed the application, um, had the student's name on it, but it ended up having the parent's email address. And so then as the student was trying to log in, then they couldn't access everything and were very, just very confused and trying to talk to the admissions office. The admissions offices see this kind of stuff happen. It happens every year, and they're aware that sometimes it isn't always the student. I, even as a school counselor, often will get emails where it shows that it's coming from the student, but it's the parent. And one of the things that I work with my students on is helping them be able to ask questions copying the parents so that they still are in the loop and have that communication about what's going on, but helping the students get used to having those um, opportunities to ask questions or go through different problem-solving skills. One of the other things that happens if a parent is, um, you know, there might be an I understand statement of the student needs to say, yes, I have read through these criteria as part of my application or as part of my financial aid package. And you just click through it too quickly without knowing the full details or information that's disclosed with, um, with whatever application it is or the paperwork that you're submitting as far as, you know, being accepted into a school, that kind of thing. So I would encourage you to take your time as you read through, um, You know, when you're looking at different colleges, another mistake that I have seen and another stressor that has been out there is a family where um, the parent had applied to several different colleges on behalf of the student and didn't tell the student that they were doing that. So the student thinks that they have, um, you know, their set schools that they are looking at and they are working on making their final decisions and all of a sudden they have two more acceptances that they didn't even know they'd been applied, that anyone had applied on behalf of them. And there's two more schools that are thrown into the mix. When we talk about having that final college list, you know, you want to make sure that you are know that you can afford the schools that you are applying to and that you have a solid list. And we will continue to talk about that. Um, but... I don't want you to end up having to work through too many acceptance packages to figure out what's going to be the best fit and then trying to figure out, well, do I even like this school or do I not? And why did we apply there? Is there something else that I need to be doing? So we want to make sure that our students are really at a place where they um, 
where they have a set number of acceptances and that they know what they're going to be looking at for those final packages. The other, um, so that family that I referenced where the parent had applied to several different schools, um, as soon as the, they had another student that um, the following year that they did something very similar and applied to multiple schools on behalf of their student. Well, as soon as the acceptances came in and the student did not know about it, they said, I don't want anything to do with that. And so the parent was out the application fee for those schools because the student said, I don't want to go there. They don't have my program or this isn't something that I'm interested in or whatever it might be. And so the student wasn't going to consider going there. So while they were accepted, they ended up that it, they had spent money on an application fee for something where, um, where it wasn't going to be used. And then one of the final things that I have seen is when a student is not empowered to go through some of these um, life skills and learning experiences and opportunities um, with support from their parents rather than the parents doing that for them is that later on down the road, it ends up causing quite a bit more stress. The students um, don't know how to handle and balance different things. So Again, none of this is to say that you should not be doing this with your student, but I want to encourage you to take time and have some conversations about, okay, how can we help to support and what kind of plans can we put in place? That is the beauty of the system that I talked about. And again, all of this will be linked in the show notes, Um, but that's the beauty of the system that we discussed where we talked about having meetings to go through and have um, some pretty significant conversations and stepping stones and a plan of what to do and who's planning on doing things. So I hope that this has been helpful and just, you know, an encouragement for you all to work together as a family rather than just one person or parents doing all of the work. Again, working with each other, not working for your student. Um, please send me a message or an email on how this has helped you and or any of the other episodes that we have. I would also love if you would leave a review of the podcast so that others like you can find it. If you want to look at your specific needs for your student on this or any other topic related to the college search, I would um, absolutely love to schedule a time to talk with you for a one-on-one coaching call. You can email me at admin at confusedtoready.com. And as always, I look forward to serving you and your student. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Confused to Ready and download our free guide on how to start or expand your college search at confusedtoready.com forward slash how to start.